Hello. And welcome. To the Lovies Podcast. I'm your host, Emily. I'm your host, Dees Allison. And we're here to talk about relationships. Even though we've, we've never, never been, been in one. one. Woo! Let's get into it. Hello. Okay. <laughs> and we are back. And we are back. With we are another here. round of nighttime vibes. <laughs> yeah, what, what time is it? We're filming this at 7 in the morning. Midnight. Mm-mm. Untrue. Both times we were lying. At night. This is at least 2, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Of course. It's 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the day it's meant to be released. <laughs> <laughs> Some we'll never know the true background, background check. Baccarat. The BTS of lovies. I'm looking <laughs> forward to laying in bed thinking about falling asleep and then never falling asleep. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> wowie, wowie. Yeah. All right. Well, the that's dog fine. may or may not make an appearance. The lovies puppy is here with us today. The lovey puppy. And he's a, being a good dog. He's having some separation issues right now. And that's totally in his own head. He's totally making his own trauma. You know, I heard that to not give dogs separation anxiety, when you leave, don't make a big deal about it. And when you come home, don't make a big yeah, deal about it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay? He's excited either way. I know. He's taken over. Now he's standing in the dark in the hallway. Is he? Do you see him? No, but he's not making any noises. <laughs> no, leave him alone. Allison, please, sir. <laughs> He's handsome. Okay. Oh, no. Is. Oh, my gosh, like a shadow. Stop it. How the gentle wind <laughs> rises in the east. <laughs> it's that time again, folks. It's that time again. It's, it's time to watch fall. over the garden wall. If you, I don't want to, like, popularize it, but, yeah, if you know, it's you It's know. pretty popularized. Now it is, but... <laughs> The homosexuals. Allison. <laughs> Not to say that, but to Cartoon say Cartoon Network. They... Oh! Look at that dog. Oh, 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 oh. Ready? Okay. It's time for... You don't have some. It's time for our loving the dog segment of the show. <laughs> Your best boy ever. So handsome and strong and well-groomed. And smart. And well-groomed. <laughs> so handsome. Okay, now... So, Allison, what are we talking about today? I don't know. You told me. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you again. Tell me for the third the time. you don't pay attention. I don't. Honey. Oh, wait. Let me guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go for it. Hookup culture. We're talking about hookup ding, 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 culture. Ding, ding, ding. Hook we're kind culture. of inspired by a few events that are happening in our personal lives. Not that we're personal hooking up lives. with anybody or know much about yeah, that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we got any men to hook up with. <laughs> Like, I ain't even fishing. I don't even own a pole. I don't even know how to hook. Hooking. (laughs) I'm hoofing it, you know? (laughs) I'm just trying to get razzle-dazzle out here. (laughs) Is it too much? Forget about hooking. Is it too much to ask to be the fish in the water? (laughs) Must I always be the fisherman? (laughs) Of course, that's what we're It's a man for a reason. Sure thing. But anyways, so we were out. Out. The dog. (laughs) Emily put her in the dog's face it's disrespectful to my king stop it my short king do you see the way oh his whole body flip yeah he's a good boy oh okay yes he is allison stop getting distracted you're wasting everyone's time am i <laughs> yeah. i hope you all like listening wasting to the my pug. time 
And he's breathing all heavy. He's nervous. It's okay. He's not nervous. He it's wants okay. us to play. My perfect dog. Okay, so anyways. Oh, yeah, there it is. He's perfect because he came from God. <laughs> he came directly from God and from a puppy and feet on him. he can't him. even speak to us. John, just, you don't even know English. Because he's in doubt. But you know he's enough. Amazing. He knows everything. Okay, anyways. I love him. Anyways, okay. So, we're talking about hookup culture. Yeah. And we, well, we're not, I think we've talked about this before. Have we talked about this before? I think so. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. I feel like we have. I feel like if not in depth, like we definitely touched about it, you know, touchstoned about it. But I think really what we want to talk about in regards to hookup culture is sort of like what is going on out there. You know, like, like what, what is hookup culture and how has it morphed over the years? Yeah, because like let's think about like hookup culture when we were young. Like apparently, well, first of all, it wasn't even a culture when we were young because it wasn't that. It was awful. a hobby. <laughs> it was, it, it was it a was, hobby. It was a side interest that only crazy people took part of. <laughs> Okay. Maybe not crazy, but well, it was reserved. You for know the what? Stakes. I have a theory. That's and mean to say, but I'm sorry. It's true. Okay, I have a theory. Okay, let me just say this theory. What do kids yearn for? Love, attention. Oh, Ryan! Oh, my dog! Gosh. You're gonna end the episode. <laughs> um, purely by accident. What What do kids yearn for, Allison? <laughs> <laughs> this dog is attacking me. Okay, they yearn for attention. For guidance, for structure, for support, for all these things, for affirmation, for some sort of direction. And what I think parents have done through the divorcing culture that's taken a hold of our parents, of our parental guidance. (laughs) Allison. I'm not doing anything. No, you're perpetuating. I'm laying here. I think that divorce has really made it so kids have now lost that structure and that service of you know, yeah, boundaries and what's right and what's good because parents are so obsessed with becoming friends with their kids because they're like, I want them to like me more than my yeah, husband take, or my ex or take whomever. the point I was going to contribute. Yeah, no, but I think it's good and worth saying because it's like, I don't think hookup culture was a thing as much maybe when we were young, but I think it was starting to lay the groundwork it for hookup thing, culture yeah, when I was because with more divorced parents, you have more chaos, you have more broken homes, you have a lot of transient things happening, you know? Like, oh, well, yeah, like, I'm at dad's, I'm at mom's. They don't know. They yeah. don't care. They don't talk to each other. And if your parents are anything nasty words you can just say to one or the other like i'm at my mom's or i'm at my dad's and they're like okay fine i don't even want to like talk to your parent you know like talk to them like i don't even want to know anything about it like i'll just trust you because like i want to be your friend and i'm going to show you i'm cool and then you're like at these parties or like with guys and then or girls with guys guys with girls and it's like well maybe i can find that family or that love or that support that i'm lacking and i think that's why hookup is now a culture whereas before it was like a hobby because not as many homes i feel like were as disjointed i don't really know what the divorce is like today though i don't feel like there's as much divorce happening that's pretty bold of you because divorce rates only go up as we get further further i know but it's like i don't even think people are marrying anymore well, yeah, that's a problem. That yes, yeah, so you can't divorce if you're not even No, married. but you can once you have these kids. These kids are the last of the divorcing generations. Yeah, the ones that are getting married now. Because I was thinking, who's raising up Generation X? Is it millennials? Yeah. Millennials, their kids are generation- Gen Gen Z is or being Gen raised Z. by millennials, I think. Is that how it works? Because I was like really thinking about it. Because millennials are like, oh my gosh, Gen Z. But I'm like, wait, aren't you their parents? 
Like Gen Z, like generations don't just like rise up. I don't know where Gen Z comes from. Yeah, like who is a millennial Gen Z Gen X? That doesn't make sense. Wait, no, like because Gen Z had Gen had millennials. I don't think no Gen Z did not have millennials. Wait, who's Gen Z? Baby Boomers had millennials. Yeah, Baby Boomers had millennials. But do we? And then it was Gen X. What happened to Gen Y? Yeah, where's Gen Y? Oh, you know what? Okay, we have baby boomers as parents, but Gen Y was after baby boomers. I know, and I and think then we they... were millennials. I think y. Gen Y had millennials. Yeah, Gen Y had millennials. Because like, what's like, what's like our book club ladies? Like they're Gen Y. They're Gen Y. Yeah, because they are kind of like more tech savvy. I, I had like I read this magazine once after college, and I worked at this local shop in town, and they got this magazine for their <laughs> We're industry. Local shop in town. I don't want to like say what it is, but <laughs> but it's not a local shop. It was a big corporation. No, it was a local shop. Oh yeah. Yeah. So and they had their magazine for the industry of which I worked in. And they, like, outline the different generations because you have to, like, market the product to yeah, the customer and it's different generations. So how do you market this product to that generation? And they had it all outlined. I wish you showed a picture because I never really understood the different generations. Well, we but Gen Google Y it. was more tech savvy. It, like, literally outlined it. It was, like, a perfect display of it. But anyways, that's where I think the hookup culture is starting. And that reason why I bring it up is because kids don't have hobbies <laughs> like okay they don't have hobbies okay. devil's advocate for a second yeah what are your hobbies you know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> not having sex not having I can sex. promise you that one but it's like i actually don't even know what a hobby is <laughs> <laughs> like painting like when you grow up you know and they're like share something about yourself like in class like what's a hobby I'm like, what is a hobby? Because this is my definition of hobby. My definition of hobby is a skill that you are interested that Bold. you you what? no. Well, can what? I finish? What is it? Can I For, finish? First syllable. Wrong. Can I finish? No, I won't even let you finish because a hobby is not a skill. Okay. It is something you enjoy doing in your spare time. I just said what my definition was. I didn't well, say you're the wrong. Definition. Your definition should be the definition. No, it well, yeah, I mean it should be the right definition, but I was just saying it for my locus point of control. Okay. But because like I always thought a hobby was a skill that you worked on on the side so you could like be better at something, but you weren't that good at it to actually do it. So like for instance, art could be a hobby because it's like you're not good enough to be an artist, but it's like whoa, no, who is the you? Better be the royal you. Like the royal you. Yeah, because yeah, like the royal you. Yeah, I, like I, I got, I got a degree. Well, I know. No, I'm talking about the royal you. Like, like the royal you isn't good enough to be an artist, but you're interested enough that on the side you like draw or paint or do whatever it is that <laughs> you do. Of so it's like maybe one day you could really be good, but since you're not actively pursuing like classes or taking courses or you know really giving a lot of time to it you're just kind of doing it on the side as a hobby then it's like you could be good or you could not be good like it won't make or break you like you just have fun doing it so like my hobby is like reading but it's like that doesn't really make you better at anything (laughs) that's part of a hobby but I feel like a hobby is to make you better and or like to help or something no not true it's just something you enjoy doing in your spare time yeah so basically my question is where's the hobbies call hopscotch a hobby hell 
I could call pickleball a hobby. <laughs> pickleball. And it's a hobby. It's I don't have to be good at it. I just have to enjoy doing it, and it provides no value whatsoever. Okay, so because, it's equitable. Because you know what I think people are yearning for is connection, community, and relationships, because I think so many relationships are fractured in the family unit. Well, you know, it's interesting. I would agree with that statement, but I think there's no such thing as a real relationship, honestly, these days. What do you mean? I think everything is conditional, period. And, like, because we are humans, everything will always be conditional. Yeah. But it's, like, there is no way, especially when you're, like, really young, like, you will not have a friend who likes you just for you. And if they do, then they are outcast by the other ones who you want to like you more. Well, because I think there are people, there are outliers to everything. But I agree. I think everything is conditional. I think, and that's what I think also with the hookup culture. Well, because, culture. yeah, I was going to say that's a yeah. big thing with the hookup culture. Because we live in such an intense society where we only find value in relationships when it's like, what can you give to me? Mm-hmm. And it's constantly take, take, taking mm-hmm. and not giving anything, yeah. expecting nothing. Exactly. And also, I think there's pressure that we put on ourselves. Because in high school, like, there's always like, oh, well, the cool girls get all the guys. And the cool girls get the guys because they do things with the guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when you grow up and say you didn't do things with the guys in high school, then you feel like you have to make up for lost time. So you put undue pressure on your own self to, like, sleep around and college or like hook up with guys in college to be like see I wanted to be like those girls those desirable and like girls. yeah like I'm still desirable. yeah like I'm desirable like maybe my time wasn't in college but it's now or in high school but now it's in college and then if it doesn't happen in high school it doesn't happen in college then you go on the dating apps after post-grad and you just like are really messed up because you still have this idea in your head that to be a girl that's desired, you have to have all these hookups or all these half-baked relationships because that shows, like, see, like, all these guys are coming after me. It doesn't really matter who I am or how I act or how I behave with them, like, how I respect them because, like, they don't respect me because, I mean, like, I just want, a, it's like numbers at that point. Yeah. And it's this pressure and you're keeping up with this idea of what you have is love but the sad part is is that hookup culture and all those people that just like hang you out to dry that was never love in the first place but because you're so hung up on your undesirability you're just going to supplement that for any attention because like you just want to be attracted to somebody yeah and that's what I think is so sad because it's like when did it become that these half-baked fractured conditional relationships are love like, how did that happen? I think it rooted with the boomers. You think, like, what do you I'm mean? I'm not going to lie to you. Well, you have to expand. I think, it rooted, <laughs> I think it rooted with the baby boomers because that was the first generation where there were cracks in the cement, in the theological well, cement. Well, baby boomers, I think, are the 50s. Probably. Like. No, but I agree because what was the generation, generation Y? And that's where they really fucked up with their kids. I think you know they totally I mean? dropped the ball. Because Generation Y, which if this is right, whatever. The generation that came after the boomers yeah. was raised in such a way because like we're very cyclical yeah. as humans. And you reach a point where it's like, I don't want to be like my parents. I don't want to be like my parents. I don't want to be like my parents. And then it gets to a point where not being like your parents is being like the boomers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, we're very close to that generation. Like, like we're seeing it with the iPad babies. Like, la- like Gen X is, like, iPad babies or whatever. Mm. And it's like, see, I'm never going to give my kids an iPad. 
like uh, flip phones only. Yeah. Like you're not getting technology because mm-hmm. like you can't be these, like you can't be that person. Yeah. And so like we're kind of like circling back to like being stricter again. Yeah. Because it was after the baby boomers. That's where it was like half of them were parents and half of them wanted to be friends. Yeah. And then the generation mm-hmm. after that only wanted to be friends with their kids. And that's why you see no repercussions for any actions at all. Yeah. Because there's no accountability for those actions. Because the parents never taught you if you do something wrong, you get punished and you feel bad because for that they're too morally. busy trying to be there. You know friends. what I mean? Yeah, because they're like, well, I want to talk to you, so I'll just keep letting it go mm-hmm. just so I can keep you around. But they have even less respect for you. You know even less, and your kids don't learn from that because they're raising themselves. Yes. And that's the hard part. So that that's where hookup part. culture starts coming in because then... Because a parent's strictness shows love. Mm-hmm. And it's like kids always want boundaries. And that's the thing we've acknowledged with every generation. Yeah. Like kids love it because it's like they just want to be told what to do because they're looking for ways to rebel or whatever. Yeah. But if a parent doesn't tell you what to do, then deep down you're like, they don't love me. They don't care enough to like watch out for me. Like mm-hmm. I have to be the one to watch out for I myself. Know. And like that's not putting responsibility on the kid. That's like being like, you're kind of on your own here. Like, yeah. it's more like, it leans more towards abandonment. Yeah, you know, I agree. Because it's like, the baby boomers are really big on being like, figure it out on your own. Yeah. But they never let their kids out to dry, like, mm-hmm. consistently. Like, they were like, well, I don't know, you pick. Like, they would always give their opinion. Well, and be like, like, well, it's up to you. Well, I feel like also the baby boomers, like, I don't, well, okay. Because the baby boomers, I think, are like, their parents were grown, were in the 50s, you know, because they had World War yeah, II. And then right World when II. World War II ended, all of the men came back home. And then that's when they had, like, a surplus of babies. Because, yeah. like, everybody was home and happy. The war was over and all this stuff. And so they had these children. But I feel like, yeah, the they were kind of strict. They were still strict. And they, it was like a time where you would make a dollar an hour, you know, which yeah. people don't really understand that that wasn't that long ago. But it was still a Christian nation for the most part. Like people it was, had it, it was the last one. So, That's why yeah. and the then generation the before happened. the boomers was called the greatest generation. Yes, exactly. Because they had christian principles and morals and they tried to do the right thing they knew right from they knew right from wrong wrong. so so they trusted like okay well i'll let you decide because i have morals i have shown morals and i I assume that you're not going to stray from the morals but then the 60s happened yeah and the 60s i've always thought it and now people are saying it more so than before but everyone's like attributing the 60s to the downfall of america and i knew that anybody who has have a brain cell can see that the 60s were the downfall to America. Yeah. You know, because abortion became a thing. Feminism became a thing. Feminists became a thing. Yeah, and then the girls are starting to be more promiscuous. Contraception was a thing. Oh. They were starting to demand more money in the workplace. They were separating women from being at home, you know, as yeah. much. Like, public, they took out prayer in public schools. I'm like, you can see how the tides are turning. They card, they killed Martin Luther King and Kennedy. Yeah. Okay? Like, it's just like, it was an insane time. It was you know? Time. And I don't think there's, like, real, ever since then... I don't think it's ever been good. I think it's just become more degenerative. Well, yeah, because you know what's that with me? This is kind of like a little bit of a tangent. Yeah. But it's like hearing the woman who outlawed prayer in schools. Mm-hmm. Her son actually loved the prayer in the schools. Like, yeah. it wasn't even like the kid hated it. Like, the mom just hated it, and the kid became a Christian, and she told him. 
She went, if I could abort you now, I would if I had the chance. I know. And, like, that sits with me for a long time because they're estranged from each other because of what she did and how she messed up his education. He never forgave her for that. Wow. So I'm like, it's very, like, fascinating. It is interesting. Well, I don't know if he never forgave her, but he was like, I don't agree with this. And she was so upset that he disagreed with her so much. Like, she, like, legally disowned this boy. Wow. It was crazy. It's crazy. But it's also... I mean, that's good that he saw through it, but it's Well, sad. it's good he saw through it, but it's bold. Like, a mother who's like, if I could abort you right now, I would do I know, it. because they're so... Like, why are you in charge of children's education if you don't even want a kid? Because evil... You shouldn't, you shouldn't I mean, tell kids what that just shows, like, evil is taking reign right now. No, it's true. Because so that... that was kind of a tangent. Yeah, that's but. kind of a tangent. But, I mean, it is kind of interesting to see how these generations act and how it... Because now... Those parents who are, like, Generation Y raising up millennials, I guess, like, they're, like, you know, do whatever you want to do. Like, we want you to figure it out because our parents instilled so many values and morals in us. We don't want to tell you what to do. So then that leaves them out to dry. And they're, like, what do you do? And then it's, like, the hobbies. So it's, like, I mean, the hookup culture. And then what I think is so interesting is the human – the how deep a hu- how extreme maybe a human is willing to go for that human love connection yeah like that's extreme it's extreme to hook up with a bunch of different people to make one guy jealous that's an extreme oh, it's crazy. tactic and like like i know i I've, I've said this before yeah and i will say it again mm-hmm. if we were meant to be able to sleep with that many people we will not get diseases from it. I know. I'm just saying. That's rule number one. Mm-hmm. If it gives you a disease, it's not good for you. Like coronavirus. Literally going to the grocery store with no mask, people believe that is wrong for you because what? You get a disease. Mm-hmm. Having sex with 20 people gives you a disease, but that's not wrong. I know. That's it's just like, unsafe sex. Yeah. Like, that's like, insane. It's insane. Like, like, don't do it. You it's know like, what it's I mean? insane. And then also it's like I just I'm so fascinated by it because people are hungry for God's love at the end of the day they're, they're hungry they, for an unconditional they're hungry love for an unconditional because love. we are all programmed to receive an unconditional yes. love well I mean but also it is conditional too because like God's no, love is no, not well, well it's not un- here's here's the thing with that yeah his love is unconditional, but his blessings have conditions. Mm. Like, he doesn't just bless you just to bless you. Yeah. But he'll always love you wherever you are. That's very true. But if you want to receive his blessings, mm. like, you have to follow him and do the whole thing. That's true. But he always loves you. Exactly. So that's a lie. Well, well no, because, like, <laughs> Pastor Rob, our lovely pastor, he did a whole sermon about conditional love. It was really great. Yeah. And it was, exa- like, maybe you should link it below because it was so good. And it's exactly true because people are, like... You know, they expect all of God's love without conditions. Like, you can do whatever you want, but it's, like, grace. You know, like, you can't abuse his grace. You can't and abuse his, his blessings. It's, like, I do believe, like, God loves you. Because, like, if you sin, he's not like, well, I... Now, because you sinned, I can't love you for three hours. Like, so if you die yeah. in those three hours, then, you, like, you don't get to... Like, it's not like that. Like, he'll love you all the time. But it's, like, when you become a Christian or baptized... You don't want to sin. You know, like, we do sin. It's like that yeah. one chapter in Acts where he's like, I hate my flesh. Like, I sin. He's I like, do what I, I don't like, want to do. I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I want yeah, to do. Yeah, and he's like, and I hate it. And, I hate it. And and nothing is good like, about us. At, at, like, the end of it or whatever. Yeah. He's like, I have, like, I've become the ultimate sinner in this earth. It's like, there's no one who sins more than me. I know, but it was just such a funny chapter, just like, 
Because I know that feeling of being like, it's like, I am an awful sinner. Like, the only thing about me that's good is God. Like, that's it. Nothing else is good. Everything is bad. Like, <laughs> yes, true. I know because, like, we know it's true because we're human flesh. But I just think it's so interesting how deep a person is willing to corrupt like their ability to love another person or go deep with another person or have sex have meaning anymore for that that love that like only God can give you yeah you know because it's like oh well like I really like this guy and he's betrayed me so I'm gonna hook up with all these men and like let's see if it bothers him and then it doesn't it does I think on some level it it's disappointing I think for boys like young and old to see a, a girl that they maybe liked just on its face, disrespect herself that easily. Mm. Like, I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, like, I'm so jealous. No, it's just like, wow, like, if girls really are willing to do that just to make me rattle, like, and really wasn't even that extreme of a thing, like, I just didn't like you, like, that, for guys to say, like, I don't like you, it's not extreme for them. Yeah. Like, for women, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, he doesn't like me. Like, I'm just, like, I can't function. I can't think. Like, I poured my whole heart in it because we're so emotional and we, like, can go so deep because we have yeah. all these hormones. But it's, like, for guys, if they're, like, I just don't like you, it's, like, it's not that, like, they're so callous, but it's just, like, it's not as emotional for them, I feel, all the time. You know, yeah. like, I think it's a little emotional, but they're just not as emotional as women. So then if a guy sees that, because if I was a guy, and it's like, hey, like, you're great, but I just don't like you, without all the hormones, you know, you're like, sorry, it couldn't work out. Like, that is really a bummer. Yeah. And then you just see her go and, like, sleep with all these people. You're well, like, you know what? It, I think it's interesting that women do that. Because it's like, if a man did that, what would you say about that man? Exactly. Like, he's a dog. He's so dirty. Yeah, it's like, like, I was right about him. He never cared about... Yeah, you think, because why? Because when people feel wronged, they will always look for reasons why the other person is worse than them. Mm -hmm. And doing things like that, it's not like, wow, I miss them. Like, I wish I was... It's like, it fuels a fire for them to create more lies about you. Yeah, Like, it's like, they will hold it against you and they will not give you an inch. Yeah. And it's like, that's why you give them no satisfaction. I know, you know what? Because it is a good point because if I liked a guy or if I was like, you know, like, I like you, but I can't do this right now, you know, like, let's just take a break like take inventory and whatever and he was so hurt by that that he wanted to make me jealous and be like see how desirable I am I would not think wow he was able to sleep with three different girls he's really desired like I, I, I gotta literally go. would think wow he really just wanted to get his rocks off and like be done with it yeah like that's that is exactly obviously what I, would think. what I would think but it's interesting because that's not how people because the currency of these days I because know. they don't understand because the currency of I like you like, isn't just letters. work it's not just words it's physical action and that's crazy to me because it's like I get it I get it like you can't always believe what people say but it's like I mean like you just can't always believe what they say so they have to do some action item for it but you know what the action the action item is when a guy says I like you what's the action item you say making out I say texting me good morning asking me how my day is yeah like making intentional dates meetings you know listening to my my stories about my sister or about this program I'm doing or about my activities at church like actually listening to me like that's the actionable item but people are like no when they make out with me that's the actionable item yeah I hate that and it's like why substitute like actions for words and it's like I I, like I don't like saying that phrase because it's like actions do speak louder than words in certain ways but 
like it's really hard like making out with some like people go out dancing well, all think, the time think, yeah. to just kiss random people and then just like have one night stands it's so and it's like sad. how is you kissing me proving to me oh i like you yeah like for more or than like that. i'm desirable like because- it's like when was it okay for us to be so socially inept we can't just say to somebody i like it you know why because it's fear of commitment mm-hmm. and with like all the divorce and everything like it's just like we have lost the sight of what a good relationship looks like yeah and we have most importantly lost understanding that a good relationship is worth fighting for Mm -hmm. and so instead of saying things and making it permanent because you don't want to pigeonhole yourself in case it's bad because you want to get out easily yeah like we're very no one wants to fight escape artists no one wants escape artists yes that's what we're really good at doing nobody wants to fight because they're like, well, I can just find other people that make it less complicated for me. Always. That's what they yes. always say. And because people are so desperate for love, there will always be someone willing to make it less complicated. Exactly. But what they're not realizing is that just makes it more complicated. It just perpetuates it. The complication. And then as you do it, you become more and more desensitized. It's like, sure, you don't talk about it three weeks in. Yeah. You're going to talk about it three years in, and you're going to invest three years of your life and realize you went nowhere, and you're going to sit there and be devastated for two more years and be like, why am I wasting my life? No one's worth it, and that's why we don't like men. Exactly, and then we become desensitized. We totally put our, sell- our bodies on the table for people to just nitpick, you know, with, with the clothes that they sell, which is just absolutely the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. And then we discount ourselves and what we can give to another person because it's too much talking for guys they just don't want to talk about it i think the action item that we're missing is the conversation piece that's an action item a guy texting you about your day that's a huge thing i think guys can do and that's not even asking for that much it's not you know because a guy who literally asks me what i'm doing like i'm like oh he genuinely actually sincerely is interested in me than the guy who just texts me and is like hey what are you doing tonight yeah. Like, that guy, like, I will never mean anything to that guy. Because to him, I'm just, like, body parts. Well, well, because, you know, what's interesting when boys, like, talk about future. And, like, yeah. that way, like, what are you doing tonight? Where are you going? Because it's, like, your value to them is if they are in... It's trans Like, just, it's very, like, transactional. Yeah. Where it's, like... And you know what? You know what? I heard this, and I probably said it before, but I will say it here now. Like, a really big thing, and I heard this from a guy... He was like, he said that he doesn't take what people say at night seriously because people are always in their weird emotions at night. Mm -hmm. And he's like, if they cannot say that to me in the daytime, then I will not take it for truth. Like, then I will not believe it. And I take that with me on my journey. Like, where I'm like, if important things need to be said, like, you say that shit in the daytime. Absolutely. Because the nighttime gets to you. The nighttime gets to you. And it's like, and also for yourself, you have to hold yourself accountable and hold yourself back. Because what if you're in your feelings at night? Yeah. You know, like, nothing. Everything can work out at night and completely fall apart in the morning. Absolutely. And that's like, you have to protect yourself. And also, I think we should replace all of this, like, it's just, like, because even in our, like, in the 20s, okay, and, like, 20-somethings, it's just, like, the mentality of, like, I'll post a picture of me in a bikini so I know exactly which guys not to talk to. So If stupid. you just don't post the bikini picture, you won't attract only them. only get interaction from people you care about. Exactly. But it's, like, it's so, because why do they do that? Because they want because the foot traffic. They're, they want the foot traffic because they're not getting enough attention and attention equals desirability. It's not true. Because they want to be the ones to reject because they're tired of being rejected exactly and it's like i hate to break it to you 
But you only marry one person. Yeah. And at one person in 7 billion people, it's going to take a while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you think you date 40 people, you're going to have five soulmates out of 40 people. That's a lie. You just can't. It's just, it's like improbable. Yeah. There are so many different personalities. There's so many different experiences. You have different experiences. Like it just runs the gambit of all, all these different interests and skills and personalities and it's like, you know what? People just don't have conversations, too. That's People another don't. thing. People totally don't. And that's why I think the hookup culture is so big, because you don't have to talk when you're making out. It's true. And that's really sad. It is sad. Because I guess social media like inhibits every, that. Like, interactions have to be physical these yeah, days. Yeah, because even, like, because we were at a party... We were at, like, a Friendsgiving, and we were talking to some girl, and she was in college, and she literally, like, was trying to go back to her phone as if she was, like, talking to a friend. Like, okay, like, yeah, I'm done talking to you, and, like, went on her phone. Do you remember that? I don't. And it's just, like, it's, like, we were disrupting her time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you remember? I do. Yeah, so it's just, like, I don't know. It's, like, I wish that, like, everyone had God. First of all. Yeah. Because I think really, because this is all that it wraps back down to. And it's just, it's like the most basic answer. And it's like you want some like, well, this is the literature. These are the books. This is what you can study. This is how you can apply it. These are the habits you can have. Literally read the Bible and pray and like find God. Yeah. And a lot of this is going to go away. A lot And it's of it. so easy and simple. That's why no one wants to do it. Yeah. Because it's more fun to have chaos and drama and all of this confusion rather than just being like, you know what? I surrender myself to God because I want God's love to fill me because that's really the love I'm looking for. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Very good. Well, I hope that made sense. I hope that was a good wrap up. I hope that was. I think it was. Ryan! You almost ended that. Did you hear him pout? I know you all did. Okay, He's well, ready to be done. Before he ends it, before we have the chance to. <laughs> I yelled Ryan. Ryan! Ryan! You're so good, baby. He's my little jaundice boy. Okay. Well, All right. Well, we love you, lovey dovey. Yes, I guess have. this is it. <laughs> this dog is testing me. I hope that was a good wrap up. Oh, yeah. Wrap it with a bow. Wrap it with a bow. Don't be a hoe. <laughs> Sorry be. about it. Is that controversial? Everything is these days. Yeah. Okay. Love you, love you, Dubbies. We Talk love to you, you next week. Bye. Love you, babes. Bye. Bye.